You're listening to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update with Tom Fitton. Hey everyone, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton here with our weekly update on social media. Thank you as always for joining us. A lot going on this week. We've had abuses of power by the Pelosi House. I'll talk about that as it relates to January 6th and what this is all really about. And uh, we also have new documents about uh, Chinese communist abuse of our diplomats that I think you'll find quite shocking. And I'll start off with that. Uh, These are documents concerning so-called anal swab COVID testing of our uh, diplomatic personnel in China. It was reported in late February, early March that U.S. diplomatic personnel were being uh, asked to and, and actually being tested using anal swabs for COVID. And it caused a lot of outrage, as you might expect. And so what Judicial Watch did was we asked for documents. We didn't get any because the Bi- we didn't get any because the Biden State Department uh, you know, just doesn't think FOIA doesn't apply to it. I don't know. You know, this is the typical deep state response to records requests, essentially to ignore uh, the law. So we sued. We sued for all records about U.S. diplomatic personnel in or seeking to enter China being subjected to anal swab tests for the COVID-19 virus, including all complaints and communications regarding such testing. This request does not seek any personal identifying information of U.S. diplomatic personnel that may have been subjected to such testing. So this is a really simple request. How many complaints could they have gotten? How much back and forth could there have been about this material? Well, they finally gave us some records, uh, four records, uh, essentially text messages and email messages, uh, confirming that there were concerns uh, by, um, or at least in the U.S. Embassy in Beijing about what was going on. There was an officer in the U.S. Embassy who sent around uh, an email to, it sounds like people or diplomats or personnel, U.S. personnel, who are under quarantine in China. I think China, the way I understood it is, uh, if you came into China and you were a U.S. diplomat, you had to quarantine in a hotel um, for a period of time. I think it was 14 days. So some of these folks, it looks like, got this email saying, uh, sorry for the strange questions. And this is January 25th, so this began early on. Sorry for the strange questions, but I was directed by embassy management to survey our people and ensure we are not being asked to participate in the more invasive testing procedures. There's no good way to ask this, but has any health authority asked you or your spouse to conduct an anal swab test? The embassy obviously does not authorize or permit this type of testing on diplomats, but others have been asked, so I need to verify everyone's experience. The testers may also ask to do an environmental test where they enter the residence and swab drinking glasses, furniture, etc. This is also not permitted. For the record, our agreement is for nasal and or throat swabs only. If you're asked to undergo either or either of the above or any other that seems inappropriate, please advise and contact, contact us immediately. We will escalate to China's uh, government agencies and go from there. So that's what uh, is happening or was happening in China, that they had enough information People were being asked to undergo this invasive uh, testing procedure. And uh, at least the folks that they sent this letter to, they wrote back and said, no, this hasn't happened to us. But other texts suggest 
that it did happen. Um, someone says the below message uh, came from, text message came from blank. They knocked out the name. This is not good. It's clear that someone had been asked at least uh, that there was a, um, for, for this anal swab testing. And I guess the concern is what you might think is that is this just an opportunity or, or an excuse for China to mess with our diplomatic personnel by shaming them or embarrassing them? Uh, as someone said, that in, is indeed a strange, very strange test. And the first time we've heard it as well. And one person says, if you, uh, you know, send me back to the United States, would you go back to the United States rather than go through this type of testing? So that was what was happening. These are the documents that Judicial Watch had uh, come up with. And I'm tired of, uh, A, having to fight for basic information such as this. And also, it's disturbing that the Biden administration didn't seem to do anything about this publicly. It only came out there because you had some news media reports uh, about this. And were the Chinese held accountable for it? Not that I could tell. I mean, they complained, it sounds like to me, or may have escalated it. But uh, why is it that our diplomats were harassed in this way uh, with no pushback? Now, if this were the only issue, it'd probably be small potatoes in the greater scheme of things. But when you recognize at the same time, China was clamping down on uh, any information uh, with respect to the origins of COVID, playing games with uh, the United States and, and international um, investigators in terms of cooperation about uh, how COVID emerged. They were uh, targeting their own people to make sure they wouldn't talk. So this is a big issue. Now, are you aware of China being punished in any significant degree or being pressured by at least this administration uh, on its cooperation into the origins of COVID? In my view, unless you know how COVID emerged, or there is, it seems to me there needs to be urgency in figuring out how COVID emerged in order to A, understand what the threat is, and B, make sure, if, it, if we can make sure, it doesn't happen again. Uh, because as Judicial Watch has uncovered and taken a lead in uncovering, uh, China was engaged in gain of function research thanks to uh, the good offices, and I say that sarcastically, of people like Anthony Fauci and other government agencies who funded it. You had Fauci's agency funding it. You had NIH funding gain-of-function research in China. And they were initially very nervous that that gain-of-function research resulted in the emergence of COVID. It's clear. They were telling us, oh, no, 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 it was, uh, don't worry about it. It was all, it was all uh, likely to be a naturally occurring virus. But when you look at the emails that Judicial Watch uncovered, they were very nervous about it. So they were pretending there was no there there, but they were desperate to make sure there was no there there and confirmed internally that they were doing gain of function research, the very type of research that could have resulted if, if, uh, if it wasn't naturally occurring in the development of COVID. So uh, we had the Biden administration uh, and frankly, too much of uh, the media. And it happened during the Trump administration. You see this even Fauci during the Trump administration. Judicial Watch uncovered documents showing that China, uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, uh, which in many ways was a tool of China, 
went out of its way to praise China in an initial press release about cooperation related to COVID, which obviously is a joke given what I told you about its failure to cooperate. And Fauci personally signed off on a press release that specifically went out of its way to praise China. I don't have the exact language in front of me, but the email traffic was, you know, note we're specifically praising China. And Fauci's like, okay with me. Other documents show uh, that uh, one of our investigators, one of Fauci, I think it was one of Fauci's top uh, deputies, was going over to China and they updated the confidentiality agreement to include terms dictated by China. So we have China dictating confidentiality and basically requiring our government officials to keep secrets from us. Who's running the show, the Chinese government or the United States government when it comes to COVID? Here in the United States. That's what those documents raised. So, uh, and of course, we had the suppression by big tech of concerns about China's potential role in creating the COVID virus. Now, is it for sure that COVID was uh, the result of the lab leak? No. But the idea that you couldn't even raise questions about it without being censored, A, it was outrageous that it was being done, but it, it highlights specifically how that type of censorship, it's bad enough because we've uncovered that censorship in the United States was done at the behest of government officials here in the United States and to benefit them. But then we have big tech censoring us to benefit the Chinese, it looks like. So this is all part of a piece here. You have uh, them abusing our diplomatic personnel, it looks like, as confirmed by Judicial Watch. You have the Chinese working with Fauci's people to keep secrets away from the American people. You have, quote, private entities, big tech censoring uh, critique, uh, not, not even critiques, just fa factual analyses, scientific analyses of the origins of COVID in a way that protected China. and a continued silence from the administration about China's refusal to cooperate in figuring out what went on there. Joe Biden was just asked about it the other day. Why, you know, what's going on with China and its cooperation with the COVID, uh, you know, with the COVID uh, origin investigations. And then he kind of smiled and laughed and walked away. So that's where we stand on that. And this is why Judicial Watch's litigation is so important because we're actually doing independent investigations of what at least the U.S. government knew about uh, what China was up to and what was our involvement there. Because the dirty little secret, I guess it's not a secret anymore, thanks to groups like Judicial Watch, is that the um, U.S. government was a partner in China with respect to uh, this type of biologic research that could have led to uh, COVID and who knows what else. Because my view is it isn't so much COVID being the problem, it's the idea that they get involved in this dangerous gain of function research, which is just inherently dangerous and risky. While pretending not to be engaged in gain of function research. So this is all uh, serious. You know, we've got this Omicron virus out, the variation of it. I mean, who knows how that emerged? Did it emerge as a variant of a man-made virus? I don't know. So, you know, we have this virus come out. 
and 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 it's and it's in my view there's a pre it's it's used as a pretext to engage in oppression of U.S. citizens and people around the world. And gosh darn it, we're going to figure out how it all came about as best we are able to here at Judicial Watch. So this is just one element of it. And I encourage you to read up on all the materials we've been able to uncover on this uh, because no one else is talking about it. No one else is reporting it the way your independent Judicial Watch is. I also want to talk about the development this week with the extraordinary uh, finding of contempt by the House uh, of Representatives against Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff to President Trump. Now, Meadows had cooperated somewhat with the January 6th Rump Committee. I call it the Rump Committee because it's not a real committee. It's a committee of one party. Yes, there are two Republicans on it, but they don't answer to the Republicans. They don't represent the minority party. They're representatives of the majority party, the Democrats in the House. So it's this one committee, one party committee, a rump committee that is using January 6th. And I'm really interested in January 6th per se. It's pretty clear what happened there. A lack of security uh, led to a breakdown in security and violence. We, and, and will they investigate the, the D.C. police, uh, excuse me, the U.S. Capitol Police's bungling of the security or Pelosi's role? Or anyone else's role, at least in the House and the Senate, for overseeing security and the security failures that led to the rioting? Because riots happened because of political decisions in terms of policing. That's usually the case. Riots aren't organic in the sense that uh, they, uh, they're unstoppable by law enforcement. They, they happen because law enforcement fails and they usually fail because they're told to fail or told not to do certain things by the politicians running law enforcement. So that being said, you have the uh, January 6th being used as a pretext to target all opposition to the democratic left in this country. You have Mark Meadows being investigated. Steve Bannon uh, was held in contempt. And they're both making the argument, and Meadows has gone to court to make the argument, that what they're seeking is material that is likely privileged, that the investigation is abusive and violates the rules, uh, the rules of the House. I mean, the House has to answer to the rule of law, too, believe it or not. So, so in the case of Meadows, he's in federal court challenging this subpoena, and which is his, his right as a U.S. citizen. He's held in contempt in the middle of a court challenge by the House. How does that not show, how does that not show you the political nature of what's going on here? And I can tell you that they've expanded the abuse of power to include you know, potentially 100 people at least, in terms of subpoenas for the phone and text records and email records of all sorts of people whose only crime was to engage in First Amendment protected speech. See, they're not focused on someone who hit a police officer on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. No, they're focused on people who participated in the rally beforehand 
which was completely protected by the First Amendment, people objecting to the way the elections were being handled by the states and then by Congress. You have a right to petition your government. You have a right to freedom of speech. And they're targeting people for that. And they're even going back before then for months over issues related to election integrity. If you were involved in litigation, trying to, in, in, in the views of those pro, uh, promoting the litigation, to uphold the rule of law when it comes to elections, they're targeting you for doing that. So this is in retaliation for First Amendment protected speech. And I highlighted before how Congress Judicial Watch had, because we went to court to try to get the subpoenas, how uh, Adam Schiff during the first impeachment of Trump took the phone records of Rudy Giuliani, secret subpoena, Giuliani didn't know about it. They got his phone records and published them. And they included the phone records in publishing them of a member of Congress, Devin Nunes, journalists and lawyers for Trump, other lawyers for Trump. So surprise, surprise, they expand the abuse to include uh, individuals engaged in First Amendment protected speech and their families. You know how phone system, where you get a cell phone, you go to family plan, right? So they get everyone's family members involved. Some of these young staffers, it means their parents get dragged into this. Then they're not investigating anything in terms of legislation. They're just messing around with Trump world in order to keep him on it back on his heels and people who are supportive of them, of him, back on their heels in a run up to 2022 and 2024. This is political opposition research, it looks like. And on top of that, they're trying to jail people who object to this process. Bannon's being prosecuted by the hacks at the Justice Department. I don't know what they're going to do with Meadows. I would be, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled this again and did and did another indictment. Others are being forced because of the outrageous conduct of these uh, members of the committee to invoke the Fifth Amendment. They're just trying to come up with something to put someone in jail. Not because they've done anything that's prosecutable under any fair reading of the law. It's politics. These are, these are terrible times for our Republican form of government. We have a Congress that is completely out of control. Brutish in its attack on the rule of law, the Constitution, and the civil liberties of innocent American citizens. Meanwhile, and I want to bring you up to date because I want to go over it with you again, Judicial Watch is actually doing real investigations of January 6th. Judicial Watch exposed through FOIAs and litigation, for instance, that the federal police, uh, U.S. Park Police, they knew there'd be a big crowd at the Capitol. Obviously, no preparations were made by the Capitol Police or anyone else. Judicial Watch uncovered that Ashley Babbitt was senselessly killed by uh, the U.S. Capitol Police Lieutenant Byrd. There was no good reason. She wasn't armed. We have video showing 
how dangerous that situation was. He just fired. And there were all sorts of police and others behind her. It's crazy. Judicial Watch uncovered that. Judicial Watch forced the, uh, admit, forced the D.C. Office of Medical Examiner through litigation because we wanted to know where is this autopsy report of Officer Brian Sicknick, who the uh, lying left was saying was killed by rioters, when in fact they knew early on, including in the medical examiner's office, he died of natural causes the next day. And yet they withheld that. And it was only after Judicial Watch sued that they get the information out to us or to the public generally. So this is, this is the basic investigative work that you would think Congress would be doing if they were serious about this, but they're not. Because Congress is implicated, for instance, in the death of Ashley Babbitt. It was their police force that did it. A needless killing. Where's the investigation into the U.S. Capitol Police about its handling of the January 6th issue? Well, they're not going to do that because who runs the police department in the, on the US, in the U.S. Capitol? Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I know literally she's not running day-to-day -day operations, but she's the political official who runs the show there. She's queen of the hill in that regard. Where are all the videos from January 6th? 14,000 hours of videos were, were led to believe. We sued for those records. And Nancy Pelosi's Congress is going to court, telling a court we can't have one second of videos under the law. There's a common law right of access to information about the government and to public records. And Nancy Pelosi's police department, the U.S. Capitol Police, have come in and told, Cong and told the court that these aren't, quote, public records. And even if they were, the public interest doesn't require their release. So that one second of January 6th videos are being released by Nancy Pelosi, even as she's trying to put people she doesn't like in jail for not cooperating with her rump committee. We also have a lawsuit pending about Nancy Pelosi's communications with General Milley about Donald Trump. Seditious activity, in my view. Try to undermine the chain of command in a way that is very dangerous to a separation of powers and the presidency and the way our militaries run. Dangerous times. Judicial watches in federal court for records about that. I could, I, I'm sure there are a few that I'm missing. Of course, we have other FOIAs and records requests. I think we did, I know we've asked the Capitol Police for records about the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. They haven't given us any records yet. We may have to sue them again. So that's a 1-6 investigation. So this rump committee is harassing people they don't like politically while Judicial Watch is doing a serious independent investigation that citizens can rely upon because it's not just me saying, oh, this is what I think about January 6th. No, we, what we do is we bring out the documents so people can judge for themselves. 
You can look at the videos. You can look at the audio. You can look at the emails, the text messages, the memos. That's why they hate judicial watch, because they can't really argue with the government documents. Because there's truth there, and they hate the truth, the left does. And corrupt government officials do, because to be clear, this is a Republican and Democratic problem. So uh, January 6th committee is a threat to our constitutional order. It's an abuse of power. And I don't care if there are Republicans on the committee or Democrats on the committee. When you start taking text messages and start reading them into the record, violating the privacy of individuals, when you start harassing people with subpoenas in retaliation for First Amendment protected speech, remember, they don't want us to criticize the election in 2020. And they're trying to criminalize that. I've been warning you about that since January 6th, even before then. And sure enough, that's what they're doing. If you have a question about the election, you should be subject to investigation. That's third world. But unfortunately, it's America right now. And Judicial Watch is standing fast uh, in terms of figuring out what's going on with January 6th. And believe you me, we're monitoring what Congress is doing very closely as well and may take additional action there. Well, I wish you a Merry Christmas on behalf of my family and my colleagues here at Judicial Watch. I hope you and yours have a wonderful holiday. And I hope you keep Judicial Watch in mind as you consider year-end gifts uh, to uh, your church, and I know your charities and your colleges and universities, whoever you give money to at the end of the year. I hope Judicial Watch is on the list. I know many of you already supporting Judicial Watch, uh, but this is another opportunity, at least for me, to A, thank you for your past support of Judicial Watch and encourage you to join our cause and join our movement. Uh, Judicial Watch is uh, able to do something that few others here in the United States are able to do, which is to hold the government accountable to the rule of law on behalf of you and other American citizens. And it's a unique organization, not only here in the United States, but across the world. So if you like what Judicial Watch is doing, I encourage you to support our work. And in the meantime, again, I wish you and yours a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update with Tom Fitton. For more information, visit www.judicialwatch.org because no one is above the law.